You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the, the season is really over, even though it's not officially totally over, except for 99.9%, according to computers. I am Southside Sox duty geezer Lee Allen, wearing, I think it's a 1983 team, White Sox hat, and a 2005 World Series shirt, hold up there, uh, with me, my son and West Coast correspondent, Will, who is wearing a Chicago Americans hat. American so Giants, even, American Giants. Even, even more nostalgic uh, than I am in trying to rid all thoughts of 2022 <laughs> from our minds as we go. Uh, we're recording this on Friday morning after the debacle of the Cleveland series. <laughs> I mean, what a, what a mess. What do you, what do you do? You have a chance. You, you get to play the guys you need to beat. You can have a – at that point, when the series started, I think we could have been one back at the end of the series if we had swept. Uh, maybe two. No, but, one. One, and we would, have hold the, we would have held the tiebreaker. Yep. Yep. We would have, yeah. we w- would have been one back. We would have held the tiebreaker. It w- we would have been in a, a sweet spot. And instead, we did the complete opposite of that. Um. And you kind of felt the the wind leave the sails Tuesday night uh, in extra innings with that loss. Um, Jake Diekman, who will forever be remembered as one of the more perplexing and terrible deadline and we'll acquisitions. We'll be back and we can get to enjoy him next year. Which is mind-blowing to me. <laughs> I, I honestly think Cairo's... One terrible decision was putting Diekman in that game when he did. Um, I realize 
we've kind of used all the good ones. Uh, but that, that kind of sealed the deal and, and watching him pitch, you know, of course he's frustrated, but what, what a, man, he just looked like he didn't belong on this team in that moment. And or any team at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. But he really, you're watching him pitch and you're like, you came over from the twins. What's going on here? Something's <laughs> up. There might be a conspiracy. Uh, but as Lance Lynn so eloquently put it, we played like bleep all season. So it's not uh, too surprising that we are in the position that we're in. But yeah, the season is, is over. Unless there's a miracle, I, I can safely say. The magic if, number is five. Each team has 12 left. So that's 24 total games. Uh, so 19 of them, no, 20 of them have to go the Sox away, whether it's Cleveland losing or the Sox winning. The algorithms at places like 538 and at and Fangraphs now give the Sox less than 1% chance. Not only, like one-tenth of a percent. Fangraphs doesn't even, they just listen to There's a point on the Fangraphs, I mean, 538, where, where you just disappear from bold print to light print. <laughs> we disappeared to light print. Uh, still about, I think Fangraphs gave a 0.8% chance of, of making a, a wild card. But the wild card got really finished on, on Thursday as well because the Rays won. And the Mariners won. And those are the two teams he had a chance, possibly long, long, long shot to catch. I mean, it's over. It's done. Uh, and it's, you know, Tuesday, you'd say, well, we fought. Right? We got to the extra innings and we had the deep prone. Tuesday, they would have lost the regulation except for an absolutely horrible umpiring call. And Terry Francona had already used up his challenge. So when it became very clear on the replays that Rosario had scored, uh, but been called out. There was nothing he could do about it. So that sounded the extra innings. I wouldn't have gone there. And then the, the next two games, they weren't there. Uh, the life that the team showed from the time the Hall of Famer baseball person left and Miguel Cairo took over and really ran all the way through that first game. They should have life in the first game. was just gone. Now, part of that is excellent pitching. Tristan McKenzie and, and Shane Bieber are really really good pitchers. And when you can't hit at all, you look lifeless. But and still, they were both, to be fair, McKenzie and Bieber were also both on. Like they, they yeah. McKenzie looked, you know, he looked one year out of being elite, which is kind of where he is right now. You know, if they can get, he probably still weighs about 34 pounds. If they can get him up to 40 pounds, McKenzie is going to be one of the better pitchers in the game. With, with what that the White Sox could do, because you always talk about a fat man. Inside every fat man is a thin man trying to get out. They could put Tristan McKenzie inside Lance Lynn. Boy, that would be a hell of a pitcher that you had right there. It, it would. It would. Um, yeah, McKenzie, he's about 8,000 rare stakes away from Lance Lynn's size. Um but yeah, it it, it was it, Tuesday night was a lot of fun until it wasn't. Uh, I was watching that one as it was unfolding late in the game, and you know they battled back. They they did show life on Tuesday. It was it was really exciting. But when they gave up five, 
you felt you felt the wind leave the sails and then we did get a little bit of life going after that and you sort of felt it and you thought oh man this could actually this could happen we could tie this game again uh it did not happen and that that wasn't the end of it but it became clear uh early on Wednesday that it was the end of it the guys just had had nothing left and it did uh, cement for me the idea that this team would be in the playoffs if we had had a different manager the rest of the year. Uh, without a doubt, it would have been a much more exciting, much more fun year. Um, but this is where we are. Well, you, saw, uh, you know, it took McKenzie 100 pitches to go eight innings. Vance Lynn had 97 and six. And we talked about the total inefficiency of the White Sox staff before. Even Savali, 69 pitches for five innings. That's less than 14 in inning. That's excellent. Uh, whereas Cease threw 107 pitches in six innings. And it's just something philosophically wrong that you have to go to three and two counts on everybody. Yes, you get a lot of strikeouts that way, but you get a lot of really bad stuff too. Like having to wear out your bullpen. You know, you well, talk you, about you, excitement. I'll tell you, this Cleveland team is a lot of fun. I mean, it's not a lot of fun to be the opposing fans of the opposing team, but they're fun. We, we talk, scream all year with White Sox fans. I haven't because I'm not a big home run fan. But, oh, we got to have homers. We got to have homers. We got to have homers. Well, the Sox have 140 homers. Cleveland has 118th, 29th in Major League Baseball. The only team they have more than is the Tigers. Uh, speed. If you don't hit homers, you got to have speed. And the Sox have angle. No speed. Who doesn't get to play. Tim, who's always hurt. And Luis, who's either hurt or dogging it yeah, uh, most of the time. And after that, no speed. I mean, we got, at times, five designated hitters in the lineup at the same time. Grandal, Abreu, Eloy, Vaughn, Sheets. In the lineup at the same time, five designated hitters, which explains why we, we're not. Now, Fangrass doesn't have us as 30th in the majors in defense anymore. It's more like 28th. <laughs> I think it's well, last in just, the American League. That's just because we got Elvis Andrus. I mean, I yes. think we'd be 30th I, mean, I think that is only didn't. because of Elvis Andrus, who put life in. I mean, it's fun to watch Elvis Andrus play baseball. It is fun. And, and yep. it's actually a lot of fun to watch Elvis Andrus and, and – and Josh Harrison played baseball together in the middle. Two of the oldest guys on the team, and they play baseball like they like it. Yeah. So many White Sox players play baseball like, well, I'm getting paid pretty well to do this for a living, so I guess I got to be out here. Those guys play like they want to be in on every play. Give me the ball. You know, Josh had a very bad sequence early in September. They had about a week where – he made a couple of errors in one game that, that was you had mentioned to me just texting. It kind of got into his head, and it stayed there for about another three, four, five games. Recovered from it totally after that. He has far, far in a way the highest uh, D war on, on the White Sox. There are almost no other positive D war. The second one is, is <laughs> Reese McGuire, who has been gone. Yuan has been there, but I think Yuan's probably had the drop in the last few days. It's been absolutely horrible. Horrible, uh, horrible. He, the only, he only the other... got charged with with one error, I think, in that Lance Lynn inning. Realistically, it could have been three. I mean, it was oh easily. 
It was an absolutely I, – I texted you. I said, this is the worst inning of baseball, Major League Baseball, I've seen in ages. It, it was absolutely pathetic. Just every play wrong. Guys not even covering bases. I mean, they, they had to play a third, and Yuan didn't cover third. And they threw to third, and he, he's not there. I mean, it's just crazy. And the debacle, the debacle with Vaughn out in left field. Somebody's supposed to call for that ball, presumably Vaughn, who ends up dropping it because they're standing two feet apart from each other. And, and I mean, that's Andrew's fault, too. Andrew should be screaming that he's got it. Yeah. Whereas I, I, mean, realize, I, realize yeah. I realize he's so incredibly slow that he doesn't have a lot of confidence that he does have it. Yeah. But he's still... That was a really easy one. It was a pop-up, and it yeah. wasn't that close to the infield. It was He only had, I don't know, maybe 10 steps to go to get to it. It was very high. Um, I mean, just one play after another. But now, I gotta, I give Cleveland credit. Speed, great defense, even though they almost blew the first game on Rosario uh, making a bad play. He's, uh, and, and, I mean, defense, <laughs> Sox defense. I don't know what they're. Tim can come back. I don't. I don't know if I want to say don't bring him back because he might get hurt. You know, get a, let him recover more. I want to see him at second base with Andrews at shortstop. I yeah. want to see that for five and six games and see what happens because Tim is really not a good shortstop. He is a barely adequate shortstop. He's kind of middle of the pack or a little lower as a shortstop. But if he was at second and he didn't have to do that in the hole and throw when he shouldn't throw kind of thing, he might be really, really good. Now, I realize I'm talking against Josh Harrison, who's one of my favorite players. And I, I, I'm not saying that they can sign him. Anders is a free agent. They got him for nothing. Yeah. I mean, almost literally nothing at major league minimum because Oakland is paying his salary this year. There's a $14.5 million salary. I don't think the Sox are going to, I don't think he'll get 14 and a half next year, but he'll probably get 10. He's a tremendous fielder still. And he hits 315, 320. Once he came over for the White Sox, now he's a two. 45 or so lifetime hitter, but it shows the life. It's not like he's fading. He's not no. fading at all. And just the, the stuff you see Andrews do when he's at the plate. I mean, he's, he's constantly calculating. If, if he misses a pitch, you see him like working through what went wrong on that pitch so that he comes up to the next one, doesn't make the same mistake. He looked like a major league baseball player. And I can't believe I'm saying that with surprise, but, <laughs> but you're exactly right. I, I mean, and you know, I've defended him his whole career. Moncada, could you check out more? Could you do, could you be less like you know, Elvis I, Andrews? I, I just really wonder with you on, because occasionally he comes back and he's, he's got great feeling skills at third, but you know, as you say, he's checked out hitting skills sometimes. I just think he's never been right since he had the COVID at the beginning of last season. He's just never been right. And I don't want to make excuses for him being a, screwing up as much as he does, but I think that's a possibility that he's but a long former. But didn't he have COVID in the 2020 season? I thought it, I thought it was right before I, 2021 season. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah. I, I mean, it's possible that it's that. But also, long-form COVID doesn't make you indifferent to the game of baseball. And, that's true. And that's really what it has looked like from Moncada. And that's what it's looked like from Luis Robert, too. 
And I'm glad Lance Lynn said something as blatantly as he did. This team has played like crap. It has been a, a terrible team to watch. I, it, it's been so disappointing. My, my poor wife has had to deal with me swelling <laughs> into hope and then being defeated and then swelling into hope. And, you know, in a lot yeah, of well, ways. Well, your, your mom's in the same situation. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I, I guess in a lot of ways this is best because now we can go the rest of the year and not really, you know, be rooting for Kansas City at the end for six games, which is unrealistic. Um, but yeah, just a, a totally lifeless team. And I agree. I, I think the best move in terms of experimenting would be bring Tim back, put him at second, just bench Moncada. He doesn't deserve to be playing at this point. Put Harrison at third and just see what happens and just see what that defense looks like. Because, I mean, Harrison, Andrews, Anderson, and then Adebreu, you're looking at a, a solid infield, a really good infield. Well, Jose's, Jose's pretty lousy. Uh, right, he, he, he's, he is. He's terrific on the three-six-three double play. He's very good on going back on pop-ups. He can't catch the damn ball at first base anymore. Yeah, I mean, in the ideal world, you actually move Jose to DH for the rest of the year, let Vaughn play first, and just see what he can do over there because he doesn't really get a chance to play his natural position. Uh, and then just let Eloy run around out in the outfield for a few games and end his season. I hope he injury. doesn't hurt himself. But he will, but the season's over. So, you know, he's got time to recover. Uh, we got to take our break right now, though. Um, and then we will be back and talk about what it looks like moving forward and, and yes, what. Let, let us what, move forward. Let us, let us jump from clinging desperately to an exciting past. Uh, past our miserable present and and see what the future has in store. So uh, give us a second. We'll be right back on Sharing Socks. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to Sharing Socks. You know, we're trying not to be too much of downers today. I'm sure there are a slew of White Sox podcasts that are <laughs> wallowing in, in in misery today. Well, how can uh, you not? How can you not? Um so moving forward, uh, here's here's question. Okay, the, the first thing is, and this goes on Rick Hahn, not even on Tony La Rosa, is that we have the five designated hitters. It's nobody's fault in in management or front office that you want Yasmani uh, Grandal no longer is a viable catcher. I mean, he, he's just a an emergency catcher. And what's happened with him? That and it's not even his fault. I mean, his knees collapsed. Yeah, And what he was good at before was taking walks and occasionally hitting a long ball. Well, with no knees, pitchers know he's got no knees. They ain't worried about the long ball. No. Uh, so they're not walking him. And, you know, the Sox, <laughs> the Sox had one walk in that Cleveland series. That was wow. like first or second, first or second inning, no walks from there on out. And you were facing very good pitchers, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, that That is ridiculous. 
the uh, but anyhow, there's nothing you do about ground doll. You gotta try to get rid of somebody else. Of course, Jose is the automatic one. He becomes a free agent. He is not as he did last time, where else said anything about I really want to stay here. I got to be here. You and I have guessed that his decision will be his decision whether he wants to stay. Uh, will be based on whether Tony LaRusso is there or not. If, and if they dump LaRusso, then Jose would want to be back and will tell his agent he wants to be back and will take something of a pay cut if it needs to be. I mean, he's soaked away, I don't know, 80 or $90 million. I think he can do it. Um, but, and then, of course, the team has to decide whether they want to get in on, on the bidding, if they want to do a, a qualifying offer which makes sense because that's about what he gets paid. I mean, qualifying offer is going to come in at 18, 19 million. That's what he would kind of expect. He's getting paid 16 or so uh, this year. Uh, I wouldn't I pay him we- that next year. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I, I love Jose. I think he's, he's a, the lifeblood of this team in a lot of ways, but 18 million, no way, no way. It's, it's just, well, you're maybe you don't, don't do a qualifying offer and see what the market is and, and get it. If not, it is, it would be a shame to lose him. I think he's probably got a couple good hitting years left, not necessarily defensive at all, but good hitting years. Uh, but as you oh, said, incidentally on that, we talked about years left. I looked this up. We talked as, and I mean, you and I, Sox fans in general, Sox establishment. Oh, this is a young team, young team. We're going forward. It's a young team. You know, I looked it up. This is the fourth oldest team in the major leagues. Holy cow. In the, in, it's, I think, sixth oldest for batters and seventh oldest for pitchers. The other way around, put them together, fourth oldest team in the major leagues. And that was somebody doing the calculating at the end of uh, July. So it included uh, anything that happened. It's before Elvis Andrews, who raises the age. Who bring, yeah, who brings uh, it up. Uh, and Cleveland is the youngest, easily the youngest, and both pitchers and batters. I mean, this is not a good future for the White Sox unless they do something drastic. The big call right now that I see out in comments, and you're on Twitter, I'm not as uh, with Jerry Reinsdorf, please die. Uh, Cruel though that may be, (laughs) it may be the only solution. And we've for years and years and years talked about Jerry being cheap. He wasn't cheap this year. Seventh highest payroll in baseball should get you more than the, I think it's 28th highest that Cleveland has. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we spent I mean, he, money he this spent year. the money, but it was yeah. so bad. They spent, Rick Hahn said the money will be spent. Well, he's the one who spent it horribly. And it, when, and if Jerry's been black, first thing he has to do, this is the procedure should be. It's not going to happen. This is what it should be. He needs to fire Kenny Williams. Yes. And bring in a, a president of baseball operations. And president of baseball operations will be told you may have the general manager that you want. That person will then fire Rick Hahn and will get the general manager he wants, who will be told, you may hire the manager that you want, who will then be hired being told, you may hire the coaches that you want, where I guess every coach except Ethan Katz will be gone. Um, everyone. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> it goes down the line. And I, I wrote in an, in an article this week that it should include the PR department, which Managed not to mention for what a week and a half or two weeks that that or, or ever say beforehand. Tony's had a pacemaker before. It's not like he had to go in and have a pacemaker put in. His pacemaker went on the fritz. It happens. 
they needed it replaced. They then wrote, they were, they were sorry, well, Aaron Boone has a basement. Well, that's working just fine. Why was this never told? This wasn't some deep, dark medical secret like he's suffering from syphilis. We can't tell people about that. A pacemaker is kind of a normal thing to exist. Your grandfather had a pacemaker and lived well with it for years, played tennis three or four times a week with it. Not a problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I and then know. when it did come yeah, out, the they, acted like, fired, the whole thing. they acted like he had to get a, a an emergency pacemaker is what the news made it sound like. And and it it was all, I still think, fairly bogus. And just to save face, and I, I'm sure something was wrong with it and he needed it to be fixed, but the the you hit the nail on the head. Kenny Williams has to go. Rick Hahn has to go. The entire coaching staff, save Ethan Katz. And I would also argue Miguel Cairo should stay on the bench. Uh, if, if you will. Uh, Cairo may be somebody that other teams are looking at. Uh-oh. From this point on. And I think, I think when the, when the general manager comes in, this new general, I mean, this is fantasy world, but when this new general manager comes in and fires La Russa, what you say to Cairo is you're in the mix. Yeah. You're, you're under consideration. We want to see what else, forgive us, but you don't have much experience and we want to see what else is out there. Uh, he could end up being the manager. I, he probably wants somebody a little more experienced, not necessarily 500 years of experience like they went for before. But someone with more than 25 games. Yeah. yeah. That, that's probably what and, – and they can get it. This is a major market. This is the third largest market. Uh, and the seventh the, largest payroll, as you just pointed out. It's, <laughs> not like, it's not like they're asking you to come to Miami during a rebuild. Like, you, you should, with these players, be in contention for a championship. You should. You absolutely should. And, yeah, I, I, I mean, the, the big question as we move forward is, will we have to deal with La Russa? Because if we find out Tony La Russa is back, that means Kenny Williams is back. Rick Hahn is back. That coaching staff is all back. And, and that is, to me, the end of next season already. There's just no reason – if Larusa is still at the helm, to assume that this team would be any better next year. Nash, even Nashville, the Athletic, one of the uh, uh, Ken Rosen, the guy with words, the, the mustache, the bow ties on team. Rosenthal, Rosenberg, yeah. Rosen, Rosenberg, yeah. and Gildan Stern. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had an article on the Athletic. This is a national writer, not not a White Sox or Chicago writer, saying Larusa needs to do the classy thing. And bow out, and he can blame it on his doctors, say it's on health, but he needs to do the classy thing. The problem is, Larusa has no class. Yeah, he's there's, a, there's no way, arrogant jerk, and he's not going to do the right thing by anybody or anything. It's going to have to be done for him, either by a really dire health emergency or by our e. Nine, nine hundred, two hundred fifty year old, whatever he is, owner, Jerry sitting down with him and say, Tony, I love you, but maybe it's time to and, and the talk the talk is that he'd be promoted to be a special assistant in the exactly. office. Which he destroyed Arizona. He destroyed the Angels. So well, that's gonna be a real good idea to have him up there. Yeah, I mean I think the only way 
he gets let go is uh, if Reinstorf from a, gets rid of Williams and gives him Williams' job, which is, of course, uh, an absolute nightmare. Uh, we are running out of time for this week. Uh, I wish we had more joyful and eloquent things to, to speak about here, but we do not. Uh, so we will see you next week uh, to either officially lay this to rest or uh, to hope for the greatest comeback in the history of baseball. Which honestly would be great to watch. It really would. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not expecting it to happen. Do you have any final thoughts before we sign off this week? No, I'm not expecting it either. <laughs> Neither <laughs> yeah. is anybody else. Yeah. Or any computers. So, <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. We got a lot of big, big decisions to be made with the White Sox moving forward. In the meantime, Cleveland is looking really good. They put us to shame. They played.